And we have audio. <laughs> Can you hear me? Loud and clear. In fact, so loud Yay. that I'm going to have to turn you down. Just a just oh. a skosh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was like, hey. I was like, ah. <laughs> okay. So again, apologize for being a little bit late. No worries. It happens. Yeah. I'm the queen of tardy, so. Now we have the uh, title of the episode, The Queen of Tardy with Miss Buckles. Fair. <laughs> it's not going to make any kind of sense whatsoever, but. That's, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So how's it going over there? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, all things could be considered. Uh, I guess I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, the world's burning, but everything's fine over here. <laughs> Just seems to be riots in every major city across the world. Right. Allegedly, yeah, we no. still have a koof cough going around. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So you're in Arizona, right? Or am I getting I am, mixed yes. up with somebody? Okay. Yeah. Seems to be a lot of Liberty am, people over there in Arizona. Well, it is freedom land considering <laughs> what America is like. Do you know how many more people I've heard, like, now, I'm sure we'll talk about this too, but, like, um, you know, now that, like, the term defund the police is mainstream. Oh, yes. Everybody's, like, of course, freaking out, like, what are you going to do? And I've heard more people that are, like, totally normies, like, I'm so glad I live here because I know if that happens, like, regular, we're well armed and there's regular citizens that are willing to do it. (laughs) "Hmm, What a novel concept. (laughs) Where have I heard of this before? This yeah, strange exactly. and alien idea. Yeah, of personal accountability. That's, I have a couple friends that have posted that, like, you know, now you can't call the police, you know, something, you know, if you have that fat, sweaty tweaker chasing you down. And I was like, I'm totally fine with just calling the coroner. I don't know about you guys. Like, I don't need to call the police. Just call for the body bag. And you would have, uh, have to catalog that because what a unicorn, a fat, sweaty tweaker. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what it said, too. And I was all, mm, yeah. I don't know. Out here, you'd be surprised. Tweakers really don't have, they're not a one-size-fits-all. It's usually just by their mouth that you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in the uh, the largest trailer park in the world. It's called Sun Valley, Nevada, right outside of Reno. I can tell you some uh-huh. stories about some tweakers. Interesting. Yeah, I bet up there. Gross. <laughs> And some of them have the uh, the license plate on their uh, beat up old pickup truck called High Roller because then they go down to Virginia Street and lose all, all of their uh, all of their money. Uh, I could see that. <laughs> it's funny we have like where I'm at. We have we're surrounded by um, like reservations, Native American reservations, and so we have casinos in our area too. Yep. So winning it back like, one nickel at a time. <laughs> Yeah, it's a problem out here too. We do. I, my area is definitely like I called it the land of excess for a long time. Like we're kind of like mini Sodom and Gomorrah, like <laughs> just hedonistic out here. So yeah, you guys got the um, no. That's a what state is that? Where Joshua Tree is at? That's California, right? That's California, yeah. but Joshua Tree is not far from me. Yeah. So yeah, that's a like my town. We are actually a host. For the International Swingers Convention. Gross. Every year. <laughs> yeah, so gross. There's a resort in town and it has two pools. And the one pool's walled in. So many people don't even know it's a pool. And it gets drained and cleaned every year because Yeah, you would kinda have to. They have to they have to. The pump stops working. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so gross. I know. Uh, I know. Aaron. Bunch of old fifty somethings. <laughs> praying yeah. oh, to yeah. God that somebody under the age of thirty shows up. Exactly. Oh, they get paid to do it. That's the thing. Like a lot of the quote unquote guests are not guests. They oh, are oh, professionals? employees. Yes. Professional escorts because they're escorting them so. to the, to the, to the rooms. Exactly. I'm being very generous with the language right now. Yes. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta love it. Well, uh, in case you haven't figured it out, we are actually rolling. So th- this is oh, it. Great. This is the program. That's, that works so let's talk about sex work yeah let's get right into it 
I'm actually okay with sex work. I'm not okay with like pimps and you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm a okay manager. With it too. I'm not against a manager. You can have a manager. Yeah. You need somebody to book stolen, the guests. You're beaten, yeah. You're forced to do drugs. Like that's different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you want to call that position a pimp, I guess. I guess, yeah. I Just out of tradition, like, you know, I don't know. Right. But I like the term manager. It sounds professional. Manager, booking agent, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Because not everybody wants the customer service end of it, like the booking and all that. They'd rather just deal with the service at hand. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. At least for some, that's 10 bucks. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) and as a uh, verified sex worker myself, because I sold two pictures on OnlyFans of my uh, hairy shoulders, um, I can tell you. (laughs) You are professional. Yeah. I had another friend tell me, though, that if you just put professional whatever on your Instagram, you're automatically a professional. Just automatic? It just happens? How do you think all the photographers do it? That's right. If you ever got paid once, I guess you're professional. You're no longer amateur. Correct. See? Language is fun. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Double speak. Yes. Gotta love double speak. New speak is uh, is a little bit different. I especially love the, uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, people trying to entrap people with uh, color, uh, careful, careful words. So, because mm-hmm. if you reply back, "All lives matter," then you're a racist, and it's Correct. not what they're talking about at all. You know, they've uh, they've crafted that message pretty well, I, I guess. Very much so. That is actually very well crafted. <laughs> they even got uh, my uh, hometown hero over here, Drew Brees, and he's uh, had to do the apology tour. Oh, yeah, that was something that I was actually like, I felt legit disgust in my gut Oh yeah. when I was watching those videos of like um, black people approaching like white women jogging on the sidewalk. And they were like, you need to get down on your knees and apologize for your white privilege. And they did. Yeah, of course. they Like, did. and she's like, you're so right. And I just, and I don't even have the right words. And, I'm so, and I was just like, oh, like, get up. I would have been like, fuck you, buddy. I don't even care who you are. <laughs> And like, keep jogging. Like, yeah. who does that? Like, I don't have guilt in that way. I just, it was, that was just so gross. Yeah. The, I had that conversation. Yeah. The ones that are really getting me are the, uh, the police guys and they're doing it. It was like, you, yeah. you guys are only doing this for a photo op. I mean, you don't actually mean it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The show of solidarity and the getting on your knees, but you know, the second your sergeant tells you to door kick that person, you're gonna. Yeah. You know, cause Oh no, they have a plant. They have some kind of chemical substance on their person. Yeah, that's the worst. And because they're not saying yes, sir, and no, sir, I get to beat them mercilessly. That's actually one of my favorite conversations I've had recently with um, a lot of my normie cop loving friends is that, you know, I'm allowed to tell him he's an asshole. Yeah. Like me saying fuck you does not mean I get to be beat up and thrown in jail. Like I'm allowed to verbally abuse him just like he can verbally abuse me. Like that's part of the game. Like, being a you should you're not allowed to be arrested for that. like i they call it disorderly conduct yeah and you're like oh nay nay like i'm allowed to tell you what you are yeah so and oh so i have a friend and he gave me this analogy for people who are like oh I'll, you know you need cops and that kind of stuff and every single person has answered the same way and you could see that light bulb in their head go off and it's the simplest of questions you go no matter how law-abiding you are when you get pulled over by an officer, do you feel relief or do you feel nervous? Yeah. Everybody to a man is going to say nervous. Every single person says yeah. nervous. And I go, why? They're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get a ticket. Well, why should you get a ticket? Yeah. If you know you've done everything right, what are you worried about? Yeah, You didn't because hit you anybody and you didn't fact, destroy any property. Correct. But, what the hell but are you his nervous attitude, about? Yeah. if he had a bad day, if he's feeling vindictive, if he needs to meet some kind of weird paper court, like paperwork quota, like, you know, you're screwed that day. Yeah. And that's not fair. Like, I don't know a single person that feels relief when a cop pulls up. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I like to use the, uh, the Larkin Rose uh, question. I was like, when is it okay to shoot a cop? And I love watching their face scrunch up at that one. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, about cognitive yeah. dissonance. Yeah. I was like, and before you answer, I'm just going to give you a hint. The answer is not never. Yep. And that's not fair. Yeah. 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 They don't really like that. It makes them uncomfortable. And that's one of my favorite. I like to ask people, are you uncomfortable yet? Yep. Cause you should be. Yeah. You should be. Cause these are uncomfortable topics, but you want to go 
and spew your garbage at me. Yeah. And act like I'm the bad guy. Cause it's just personal accountability all around. Yeah. That's all. This personal responsibility. And that's the reason why you feel uncomfortable. Because you've been, you've yeah. been, it's been bred out of you since birth. Mm-hmm. And I work with law enforcement, and that's the thing. Like I've told people, I know, quote unquote, good guys that are cops. Oh but yes. That's still a portion of who they are. So I can say there are no good cops. I don't care that homeboy that I've known for twenty years is a quote unquote good guy and a good family man and all that stuff. Yeah. His profession, he's not a good guy. Like once he takes off that uniform, sure, and I see him at the soccer game, all is well. But like. The second he puts that back on, like, yep, I don't trust him because I know that he's going to do whatever so-and-so says. And they've admitted that to me. When I have officers flat out saying, and my response to them is just as, you know, they're like, well, it's just a job for me. And I'm like, yeah. how do you not see that that's worse? Yeah, that's completely worse. That's so much worse. So you're telling me you have a price. Yeah. You have a price on your soul. You're willing to accept a paycheck, a pension, all that kind of stuff to do these kinds of things, but you justify it for yourself. Like, that's worse. Yeah, that's uh, so much worse. And we learned after the 1940s that uh, just saying I was following orders is, uh, yeah, doesn't doesn't really mean anything. So yeah, and then there's you have those that are like you need to be upset with the politicians that write these laws. Like, no, that's just a word on paper. That word on paper means nothing to me until somebody's kicking in my door for it. Yeah, uh, I got I got a cop with it one time when he was like, well, you know, the politicians are the ones who write the laws, and I, I'm looking, I was like, are you a person? Yeah. He was yeah, like, what do you mean? Know. I was like, you have a brain, right? And if you disagree with whatever's going on, it's your discretion of whether or not you arrest somebody for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I never thought of it that way. I was like, because you're told not to. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Come on, man. I mean, and the military tells you they do that, like that they strip you of your personality and then like rebuild you to be what the state wants you to be. Yeah. And law enforcement, it's similar but in a different way it's almost like they build up the psycho ego in you yeah like they want you to still feel insecure they want you to like just take orders because you're gonna you can like it's your job like yeah, you're the people thin in the military that are actually the held to a higher standard yeah yeah exactly like the you know rules of engagement like we know it happens but for the most part like a soldier can't just go out and indiscriminately kill somebody and not get out of trouble but here in well. the states it's like <laughs> Unquestioned. There was that Navy SEAL I mean, who stabbed do, a guy. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was that Navy but SEAL who stabbed part, a guy and then he got pardoned. So True. <laughs> but for the most part, like that, you know, we can't even get them to get to the point where they're possibly pardoned. You yeah. know, we can't even get them arrested. So yeah. yeah, qualified immunity has got to go. Very much so. Yeah. And uh <laughs> that's really funny when you bring it up to your status muggle friends and they're like, What's what's that? It was like, well, it's basically says a cop can do whatever he wants and he'll never get in trouble for it. It is a literal get out of jail free card. Yeah. For putting on a costume every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was like it, when even with this whole Minneapolis uh, police department thing, uh, you know, Pete Quinones, uh had a good point. He was like, uh, you think the riots are bad now? Wait until you f- wait until people find out that they got off. Right. <laughs> yep. That's what, I had a couple of friends post about that and that's what I put them like, wait till they're acquitted. Yep. It's going to be like, 1992 all over again. I wouldn't doubt it. And I mean, part of me thinks that's what they want anyway. Just yeah. destabilizing as they've been doing. So yeah. Kind of a giant fuck you to the city council who said, yeah, we're going to defund the police. We're going to go divert those funds elsewhere. It was like, Oh really? All right. Right. See how you like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that narrative goes. I mean, the one thing I was kind of surprised is like that the UN has been brought up again and that's my biggest, like, I always ask like everybody, like, what's your limit? Like, where's that line in the sand for you when it comes to like, it's time to bug out or it's, you know, like, you know, we're done. And I'm like, when UN boots hit American soil, like that's my line. And I like, I wasn't, always able to see how they would be able to do that so well. But when this narrative of defund the police and then how do you unarm the police comes up and then the UN got brought up, I was like, Oh shit. Like that is viable and not something I had considered. And I was like, Oh crap. Yeah. So I was in the army in 1998 and, uh, I was only in for five months and 22 days. Uh, you know, is is there a God up in heaven? Maybe Uh, I got a hernia right at the uh, time where, 
getting out was a very good idea. Um, we were doing an FTX. That's a field training exercise. And uh, we were learning how to take prisoners. So one of the drill sergeants thought it would be really cute and funny for one group of us to say, I'm an American, I have rights. And so I had to, you know, quickly shoot my hand up and was like, drill sergeant, when are we ever going to be arresting American citizens? And he just looked at me deadpan and he says, remember that shit that happened in Los Angeles a few years ago? Because this was 98. I said, uh, yes, drill sergeant. He's like, one day they'll beg for us. I was like, oh, okay. Because that's not ominous as fuck. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. They are begging for it. Yep. It's just now wow. they're just going to go over what they perceive as the America's head, right? And and go talk yep. to the manager, the UN. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they are asking to Karen, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, because that's what I had. I posted that on my story that the George Floyd family was petitioning the UN to come in. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you realize what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you're asking that. That's yeah. like the, to me, that's the equivalent of burning your house down because there's a spider in it. Pretty much. You know? Pretty much. And uh, UN peacekeepers are not. So. Yeah. And that when you look at their policies and what they'd be willing to bring in, I hope that that terrifies anybody. Yeah. One only has to take a look at what the Pakistani, you know, quote unquote, peacekeepers did in outside of Mogadishu before 93. Mm -hmm. You know, raping little kids, setting fires to houses, you know. Correct. Well, if you look up, there's a set, it's called the Noahide Laws. There's seven Noahide laws, and regardless of how religious somebody is, or I say religious, I'm not religious, but I do have a belief in a higher power and a conscious creator. So, like, regardless of yourself in that situation, if you read the Noahide laws, these people do believe in them. And this is the policies that the UN has adopted. And we promote them all the time. If you look up World Education Day, every single president has signed off on it and endorses it, and it goes right along with the Noahide laws of the UN. So I'm not going to say what those are. I want you people to look up what those are. And if that doesn't scare you, then yeah. I don't know what will scare you. Yeah, she gave you she gave you the term to look up. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, look it up because it's that's what would come onto our soil and you think that this is bad now, like no. Like <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. I joke yet. about guillotines and that's not the way I want them brought in. So <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. I'd say uh yeah, some of the UN charter stuff, it's like uh well you have human rights until your government says you don't. Right. It's like, wait, what? Exactly. And then if we decide that your government's not worth it anyway, we are now your government. So yeah, yeah, it's not not good. <laughs> Bad news bears. But that's where, like, cause, because I have come from the conspiracy side, so I was never like one to. When a lot of people talk about this being staged and or used to help further this agenda, like I don't doubt that. Like how deep some of these people say this stuff is staged that's exhausting and i can't even go there whether it's true or not the yeah. fact that that's an option is not good and shows just how screwed we are that people would be willing to go to those levels well but i too can draw red minimum. lines on a picture to three guys that obviously are not the same person right right <laughs> so like yeah that's 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 too much i'm sorry yeah but like to see where this could be quote unquote like you know staged and then used as fuel of course because we see that all the time like we're all aware of false flags we're all aware of hoaxes like we're all aware of like media staged events to get things done and i just assume that's always happening anything coming through mainstream media i just assume is a story of some form because in movies in television they tell us that they do that you've got wag the dog you've got that one movie just recently with um sandra bullock where she helps like get some foreign official elected and they like create like this whole, they do that all the time. So I just assume everything's a story and a narrative. And that's why you're supposed to have critical thinking, like either don't watch the news or watch all sources of the news independent. And because you want to know what your enemy's doing. So you might as well see what they're pushing. So you see where they're trying to like funnel all of the cattle and sheep into the slaughterhouse, you know, like what direction are they going to get us all to go? And so, like, I don't doubt that there's obviously more layers to this. And the, like, just destabilization that has started since the beginning of the year is just yeah. out of control. And it makes sense at the same time because for those who are conspiracy-minded and of the, like, order out of chaos, that's exactly what we're in. So yeah, I just I think this was a, uh, a situation that they definitely capitalized on. It was, uh, 
you know, yeah. this type of thing probably happens all the time. It happened yeah. recently in Dallas, Texas. You know, this was a white guy that the police knelt on the back of his head, you know, got yep. to use all those sweet IDF uh, combatives moves that they learned. And, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there wasn't much of a thing on that. You know, the, the nope. family suing the city of Dallas for it. But uh, here nope. it is in Minneapolis. And because it's very obvious that the guy on top of the other guy, one is white and one is black. Yep. And so I was like, oh. Bingo. Perfect. Let's run with it. Yep. Exactly. Perfect narrative. Like this is the time to go. Exactly. So, and that's all they need. And then we, they've already slowly bred all of that into our personal narrative so that when it pops up, you just stick to it and it's perfect divide and conquer. Yep. I have been shouting that literally since high school from the rooftops and like my family and friends are always just like, just crazy buckles over there, you know? (laughs) And then now I'm like, Hmm. Do we see the divide and conquer yet? Because I have everybody like, I don't feel this way. I don't, well, if you don't feel this way, why are you letting them tell you you feel this way? Yeah. Like, you just can't. And it cracks me up when you have literally both people on both sides shouting the same things. And yeah. I'm like, do you not hear yourselves? There was two books. I want to say they're Dr. Seuss. It may not even be books because I watched them as cartoons as a kid. <laughs> but having seen that as kids, I always knew that there was a dichotomy and that there was a us versus them being perpetuated i mean i was like eight and it was the better butter breaders okay and the and the star belly sneeches yes do you remember any of those yeah i remember the star belly sneeches uh one had yes. one star and the other had two stars well it started out as like no stars and then some had stars and then they like invented a machine to give them stars to make them equal but then the right. star belly sneeches created a machine to get rid of the stars and it was just like that ongoing back and yeah. forth whatever there was also and an episode the, of uh, an old episode of Star Trek where there was a race of uh, beings and uh, one half of the population had black on the right side of their face and the other and white on on the left side. And then the other half had white on the left side of their face and black on the on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like that was already perpetuated in entertainment. And then like yeah. the better butter breaders to me, that was the perfect like visualization of like right versus left. Because it was literally the same fucking piece of toast, but one buttered it on the top and one buttered it on the bottom, <laughs> but they were literally willing to go to war over it. Yeah. I'm a quarter Sicilian. We put oil on our bread, so. Right. <laughs> I like I like real butter. That's the real divide. You margarine or butter people? No, real I'll butter. I'll fight you for butter. Ugh, fucking yeah, margarine? We'll for Jesus. Butter. <laughs> I'm, I'm the no sugar, no grains guy over here. I mean, don't stick same. your hydrogenated vegetable oils in my face. Well, the fact that you can't even leave it out because it melts into oil is pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. And the flies But that's always it. been a good example for me and yeah. other people. Like, this has been forever. Yeah. Like, this is what they want. Yeah. The one thing that the establishment is definitely scared of is when people are acting together. And guess what? This situation was perfect for it because even my cop sucker friends, they were like, yep. yeah, he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't have done that. He should have got up yep. after a minute. Yeah, because I work with law enforcement, as many know, and that was one of the things, like, they kept saying, that's what makes cops look bad. And I was like, "Ah, no, we actually anticipate bad cops. What makes cops look bad is the quiet cops protecting the bad cops. Yeah, it was actually the Asian cop that was standing by, like, with his pepper spray ready to mace people if they tried to rush him, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually had talked to my um, director about that because she's pretty normie and obviously a bootlicker for multiple reasons. But um, we had been discussing that and she of all people was like, I don't know if I could have just stood there. She's like, I feel like I may have even tried to push that cop off. And I was like, Holy smokes. Like (laughs) just the fact that you knew it was that grievous and you don't know as a human, if you could have sat by and let another human do that, regardless of their costume, that speaks volumes. Yeah. Like even some of them were like, yeah, you know, put his knee, you know, put his knee down on the back of his neck, but you know, after a minute, get off. Cause whatever fight that guy had in him is obviously gone. Correct. You yeah, know, they were like still that, yeah. advocating for a brutal tactic to, but not that brutal, you know, but there's a limit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. There is. <laughs> yep. Yep. And all that for trying to pass a fake $20 bill that the guy may or may not even know was even real or fake. Yep. So, so and that's dumb. what I've asked a couple of people that too. Like, why do you think that resisting arrest is worth your life? Like, you think somebody deserves to die because they don't want to be forced to, to jail? Like, I don't see the problem there. Like, you're, yeah, no. Resisting arrest is not 
capital punishment worthy. No. Because it's like they basically become Judge Dredd. You became Judge Dredd Executioner. You decided that person was guilty and then ended their life. And that's literally not what our justice system is supposed to be built on. Yeah. And I've even told people before, I said, hey, guys, uh, contempt of cop is is not a thing, you know? Yes. It's a, yes, it's a thing exactly. for the cop, but it's not a real thing. You're not going to go to jail for yeah. a contempt of cop. Right. Like de-escalation is a thing for a reason and nobody practices it at all. Right. Like I've helped train our guys in like mental health first aid and stuff like that. And then I still go out on scene with them and you see how they are. And I'm like, did you even listen? Cause I know you're in that training and like, Oh, you didn't because you were on your cell phone the whole time. And that's the thing that cracks me up when you see people, you know, like these cops need better training and but yeah, they're in I attention. do that. Yeah. I already do that. And I will tell you that they're in some of the most important classes of their career and they could give two bucks. They're not listening. That's just something they the captain care. told them to go do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause if they really cared, like they'd pay more attention when it comes to like victim services and, you know, investigating child crimes and stuff like that. And they don't like, like when like I have people actual crimes. Argue, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. That's what like people always talk about what cops do that are bad, you know, like, Oh, the brutality and this and that. I like to talk about what cops don't do what you depend on them for and why you still champion for them. I'll tell you, they don't do that. No, there are a few, of course, like any place, but, I literally work with detectives, so everybody's like, what would you do about child abuse and sexual assault, murder? They don't investigate that either. No. Like, the one murder we had here in town, everybody knows that lady killed that man. And she even told them on the 911 call, like, I just shot him. I killed him. But because they had that on the 911 call, they didn't Mirandize her. They did zero investigation. They didn't do any ballistic testing. They didn't do the chemical testing on his hand, her hand. They didn't test the gun at all. They didn't take fingerprints, nothing. And the gun was like under his body. And somehow they were able to say he killed himself. And they didn't even let the 911 tape into the courtroom because. Oh, of course not. Because. It was. So nobody evidence. even heard that. And so the whole premise was well, she confessed. So they didn't do any investigation. And now she walks free. Yeah. It was just like, so the, like uh, the Swiss Army knife wasn't allowed in court for uh, the. For the OJ Simpson trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kept out because that was yep. evidence. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, don't like I I see what they do in child sexual abuse cases. I see how they treat my sexual assault victims. Like the things that you're championing to keep these cops, on, they don't do. No. So stop acting like they do all this work when they don't. Like they're revenue generators. They're paper pushers. And they're all burnt out. And like a lot of people are saying, one of the arguments is like, well, if you make it so none of the good cops, we're just going to have bad cops. Okay. So then that, so yeah. So <laughs> <Yeah>. why again, <laughs> how is this justifying and making me feel better? Now you're just gonna have a whole department of bad cops. If you know, that's going to be the case, then you just wipe it all out. Like get out of here. Yeah. And people keep talking about the testing. We need, you know, comprehensive psychological, test. unless you get rid of nepotism and the good old boys club that everybody has a workaround around that. Yeah. Because if I know somebody, I can get away with not passing the test or I don't have to do that portion of the background test because I see that happen. Like we have a detective sergeant who should not be in his position, but his daddy was city manager. Oh, and he's always got some other assignment when it's test time, right? Correct. So when at the top of his file says so-and-so son, and that's all it has to say, what does that mean? Yeah. It's like, why is this even a a sticky note on here? mm -hmm. And he passed, he, he failed his polygraphs and he failed his psyche eval. Of course he did. But he's allowed to because he had talked about how he had like, you know, dr- driven drunk hundreds of times. And he talked about like his fucking sexual exploitations and all his drug use. But this man gets to go write you tickets and throw you in jail for less. Yeah. Even down here in uh, Baton Rouge, we had the Alton Sterling thing a couple of years ago. And oh, yeah. the police officer that accosted him, you know, already had his hand on his gun. There was no de-escalation attempts. And the prosecutor even said, I was like, this guy should not be on the force. He's insane. Because they had found a whole bunch of emails back and forth from other cases where he was a little bit heavy handed. So that just tells you everything you need to know right there. Pretty much like that's terrifying, like because of what a quote unquote clerical error this person was still like, yeah, working is basically what you said. Like, again, paperwork screws everybody over once again. Yep. And you know, you know, I've adopted two kids out of foster care, so I can I can tell you stories on that end, too. So see, yep. And that's, I work alongside, we call them D, uh, DCS out here, Department of Child Safety. Yeah. 
Um, and the only reason we call them that now is they're no longer CPS, which was Child Protective Services, because we literally had to do a rebranding yeah. because of how bad it was. Yeah. Like our county has more kids in DCS custody than Chicago. Yeah. It's terrible. And we're terrible. a rural county. It's gross. Yeah. In Louisiana, we're, they call it uh, DCFS, Department yeah, of Children Family. and Family Services. Family so. Services. Yeah. Yeah. And those people, again, lazy, human. Like, if anything, in our area, I would say it's probably better because they are lazy. And so they really aren't working to take kids out of homes that they shouldn't. But on the flip side, then kids that do need protection aren't getting yeah, it. Yeah. They just aren't getting it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a. Uh, yep. It's rough. It's, it's definitely rough, especially when you're going through that training and then you're hearing some of the stories that are coming off and you're like, yes, it's like, oh my God, you people are just terrible. Yes. That's one thing we learned too, is like the foster system isn't the greatest either. A lot of our perpetrators are from the foster system. Like yeah. they, it's they a vicious become, cycle. yeah. And they become like, um, I mean like the foster parents, like they see these kids as an income. Oh yeah. 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 That and we just, work. Yeah, we busted one guy in another city. He basically was like, he would take all of the special needs boys because you get paid more when they have right. medical issues and stuff like that. And he basically created a labor camp. Hey, Miss Buckles, hold on real quick. Harry, Harry, what are you doing? Huh? Uh, biting a bullet. Why are you biting my bullets? Well, you know, that's the, the thing you do. Uh, uh, you bite bullets. No, no, it's a phrase. What? It's a figure of speech. No, it can't be. Yeah, you know, kind of means doing something that you don't want to do, biting the bullet. Oh, well, I heard it on your podcatcher. Oh my god, no, 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 no. That's a podcast. The Fighting Mongeese. Mongai. Dummy. Anyways, are they coming to Childerberg? <laughs> yeah, I think they're coming to Childerberg. Really? Holy shit. Okay, alright, settle down. And stay out of my scotch. That's right, folks. Biting the Bullet Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, all those places. You know where to go get them. And we're back. Yeah, just put them to work. Yeah, but like not healthy. Yeah. And like they're like living in cages and it was like totally insane and he's making bank and um it took, there were so many reports and all this stuff. And it just took somebody to finally physically go out there and see the, and he like, wasn't really hiding it. It was insane. And he made bank off of yeah. the state, just yeah. abusing special needs boys, but you know, better that they're not with their parents, I guess. It was crazy. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. And uh, my heart breaks every time I hear stories like that. Cause I'm like, man, <laughs> mm-hmm. but good on you to do that. Cause that takes a lot of a lot of heart I'll say in just one you know because we're even just working with the system it's not even what it takes to take on these children having to deal with that too yeah is insane yeah we originally started out just being um foster parents with uh maybe adoption being down the line and then mm-hmm. uh yeah we adopted my 11 year old and uh and then we got a call one night about a little baby and being born in the hospital drug exposed and we're like ah, yep. you know babies I don't know and, mm-hmm. you know, brought that little girl home and I was sitting there trying to tell my wife, I was like, look, um, if mom works her plan and gets this little girl back, you're going to have to be okay with that. Right. Yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cause I've, I've thought about that because yeah, we have a program here in Arizona for those kinds of babies. I've thought about taking those babies cause it's short. It's a program. It's like short term, but I would do that. Yeah. And, uh, we kind of lucked out. I mean, she was walking on time, talking on time, very smart, not at all, uh, in any way deformed or anything. So it was like, I was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Dodged a bullet on that one. But it uh, is. Yeah. That's rare. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she had a little issue with coordination, but I mean, she worked through it. Mm -hmm. And there may be small things later that come up like throughout schooling, but yeah, that's the, that's the only other thing that we got to keep an eye on. But, uh, other than that, it's great. Good. Yeah. No, that's excellent. We need more of, we need more people to do that. Definitely. And I do believe that uh, all of us uh, liberty-minded individuals need to be doing that to uh, save the children from the state. So, Right? You're like, we literally put kids in the hands of the state on a daily basis. Yeah. 
That's actually a really good point. Yeah. And not something I've ever thought of. Yeah. You know, because wow, that, yeah, because that way you can teach them. I was like, look, this is the non-aggression principle. This is why we don't hit people and take their stuff from them. Holy shit, that's actually super valid. Like I had never even thought of that avenue in something like, hmm, thank you, Eric. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's something else for me to champion because you're absolutely right. Like why not? Like why would you let these poor kids just still like languish in the state's custody doing nothing, learning nothing but yeah, more, more pain and abuse. Yeah, more and, state propaganda coming at them from all different directions. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then to just create more like bitter people because even those who come out you know, somewhat healthy and can function, there's still like a level of bitterness in them that could have been avoided. Yeah. There's always going to be some kind of psychological trauma going on there. Mm-hmm. So. Jeez. All right. Well, there's something else I need to go be on top of. <laughs> Great. I gave you homework. All right. Yeah. But I, but I have like a rare avenue to do that and to talk to people about it. So yeah, there you go. Not a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah, no, that's great. Last thing Miss Buckles was expecting when she came on the show today. Gotta tell you. I, I, I'm all about new stuff like that, though. I love <laughs> learning things and I like finding new things to champion because sometimes we are a little bit of an echo chamber and new ideas are always good. Yeah. And sometimes we just get in our own heads about stuff and we've worked out our perfect society in our own mind. And then somebody comes along and throws some ice water on it. Right. But I mean, that's what that's what the state does. That's what the media does. That's what our schooling does is it takes our youth young and shoves all this propaganda down their throat. And if we could help get these kids to, and all like, we're just teaching them freedom. Like we're just teaching teaching them how to be nice to people and defend themselves. And like, what more do you want? Oh yeah. 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 So it even, it gets to the point now, like even my 11 year old is like, okay, yeah, I know the non-aggression principle. I was like, okay, good. You've got the lesson. Now stop doing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe I can have some kind of a school like Eric Zoolander's, but it'll be like Miss Buckle's school for kids who can't freedom good or something. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? A school for ants? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I could do that. I need to go back and watch that movie again. Uh. It's surprisingly on point. Like it's one of my favorite um, silly examples of Manchurian candidate. (laughs) Yes. Mind control. Yeah. (laughs) One of my Very favorite parts so. is like he's in the coal mine and he's like, <laughs> I've got the lung dead. <laughs> it's like you were here for two days. It's like I got the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a kind of my joke. I'm a little bit of a brat, but anybody starts coughing, I'm like, oh, got that COVID. Well, you got the Rona. Yeah, you got the Rona. Get out of here. <clears throat> don't don't breathe on. No, yeah, don't breathe on me. Yeah. We'll just, uh, we'll just change nice the lyrics here. to the uh, to the sting song. Instead of Don't Stand So Close to Me, which was a song about a teacher molesting a child, by the way. Uh, it's a, oh. you know, Don't Breathe on Me. Yeah. That, yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I, that's one thing about, again, living in Arizona that has been nice is for the most part, like people were like, ah, we're just going to keep doing what we want to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, things got locked down, shut down, but they were all businesses that had licenses that were being credited. Yeah. Imagine that. Don't get licensed for shit. Mm-hmm. Don't need yeah, no government permission. permission slip to do a flower bouquet. Yep. Yep. But other than that, like, and of course there is totally like black market underground shit going on. Of course. That's everywhere you go. Yep. <laughs> some that's would argue, favorite. some would argue that's the real economy. <laughs> that, oh, the free market. What's that? Yeah. That's actually one thing people don't enjoy is when they do start talking about defunding the police. And I'm like, well, the private sector would cover everything you just talked about. Yeah. And better. They're like, oh, I don't, I never get a solid argument after that. Yeah. I just get like, Oh, you're fucking retarded or something like that. And you're like, what? I just, I just said private I, sector. Like if you can hire private security, what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, it's I actually going to secure your property it myself, but yeah. yeah. Like, and guess what? Kind of- and if they suck, you can fire them and get somebody fire else. Them. Exactly. And then with, uh, I don't know about you, but I remember back in the day shows like Dick Tracy, where we had private detectives and investigators that you could hire to investigate for you. Like that was a thing back in the day. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that modern police do is like a physical security, which can be done by security guards. 
Uh-huh. And, you know, whether or not you think security guards are any good or not, I used to work right. in that industry. I can tell you there's a lot of chuckleheads in there. Uh, or investigations, which we have private investigators now, and they yep. make a killing. I do a better job snooping through people's Facebooks than our detectives do. Oh, yeah. With an actual badge to go knock on freaking doors. Like, no. The, mainly what I just see them as, you're a revenue generator. Yeah. That's just, all you are. Just a road pirate. Correct. And that, like, highway patrol, that's all you are. Oh, that is I, all you I'm are. sorry. I used the wrong word. Privateer. <laughs> yeah. Like, any, no anytime I see highway patrol, you just write, you're just writing tickets. You aren't yeah. keeping anybody safe. Yeah. Like, me choosing to go five over the speed limit is going to just, I don't know. It drives me nuts. I hate paper laws and I hate tickets and the whole thing. Yeah. And so I'm that brat that whenever somebody gets a ticket, I'm like, take it to court. Yeah. Take All it the to way. Court. Because that cop's not going to take his time to come out. And if he doesn't show up, you good. Yep. Like, it's happened to me take before. it to court. I've, I've had a couple. So I have a friend who is, I'm going to use them as an example, whether they know it or not. <laughs> they don't listen to this but, show. That's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he like, um, so you know, we're very close to California. Let's just call him had, Jeremy because you know that is his name. Sure. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy went across the border to California to purchase legal marijuana products from a dispensary, and of course, he crossed state borders, and you know, then became. Oh, well, uh, now it's a federal criminal. biff. Yeah. Yeah. So. He brought it back to Havasu and back here to Arizona and um, got busted on the freeway by an Arizona Highway Patrol. Of course, they took his stuff and wrote him a ticket. That's it. No jail. None of that because that's not ha- the level it's at anymore. Yeah. You just get a nice little ticket and fines. Well, of course, he calls me because he's like, help. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, man, if you had called me before he came to your window, you wouldn't be in this situation because you – you didn't have to answer any of those questions. Like you right. kind of screwed yourself over, but okay. So this is what we're going to do now. And I'm like, you're not, you're going to plead not guilty. You're taking it all the way to trial. And he's like, for a ticket. And I was like, yeah, yeah a ticket. Like we're going all the way to trial. How many felonies and did he, the cop commit? Just asking you questions. Right. <laughs> and then your he stole presence. your stuff. Yeah. And then he stole your legally purchased products. Like get yeah. out of here. So the charges were, um, possession, paraphernalia, and then rolling through the stop sign. That was what he originally rolling through the stop sign was what he pulled him over for. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, did he tell you that's why he pulled you over? And he said, no. And I was like, well, that alone right there yeah. is that. That's and different. all he asked him was, where are you coming from? Didn't even yeah. say anything. So when he said where he was coming from, the next question was, do you have your marijuana card? Didn't. And then of course my friend just freaked like he knows and then tells him everything. And I was like, ah. oh, just Some people are too honest for their shut. own goods. They are, and they're, it's intimidating. Like they're used to being yeah. intimidated by law enforcement, so that ruined him there. Well, he didn't even have paraphernalia; he just had the stuff. Well, that's which the paraphernalia. Was, well, no, it's the flower. That's possession. Oh, like he okay. had no way to use it. Yeah, paraphernalia is the what you have to use it. So um, I was like, well, right there, you don't even agree to the charges. So. He's waiting to speak to the prosecutor. He's already sent him a letter, but I'm going to use him as an example of how you can totally beat these kinds of tickets by taking it all the way to trial. Because when you have marijuana stores listed as essential businesses and you're going to go and bust somebody like this, and that's kind of where he's at. Like, he's definitely more of a funny person, so he's not going to be like, fuck the police. He's going to be like, listen, like, this is a waste of your time, a waste of my time, a waste of resources and money. Like, we're not doing this because I'm going to take it to trial. Yeah. I didn't run anybody over. I didn't run into a building. Nope. Nope. There's no, no and that's what he's involved. all. He was so mad. Cause he's like, I was literally doing what they wanted me to do. He was like, I was going to go get a bunch of pot and go home and not leave my house for weeks. <laughs> he's like, I was going to go shelter in place. Like they wanted me to. Yeah. He ain't wrong. He was just going to be giggly and, chewing down on funnions the whole time but you know exactly so i'm helping my friend take care of that and i'm yeah. hoping it works in our favor but i tell people that all the time like jury nullification take it all the way to trial because they anticipate you to just go in and listen and actually the judge had said that she had he because when we left his first hearing he was like did she just tell me to plead not guilty without directly telling me and i'm like yes because she probably looked at your ticket and saw exactly what went down and was like, yeah. this is bullshit. And like, basically yeah, set it did, up for you. It's like, yeah. Cause she like, was I don't kind of like, my time with this. 
Yeah, without saying it, like she gave him that look like you realize if you plead guilty, like you lose all these rights, all this stuff. She's like, only a prosecutor can drop your charges. I'm like, good. If she's talking to you like you're two years old, like she is telling you to yeah. plead guilty. And that says a lot yeah. to me when the judge is like, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking don't do it. <laughs> and then if you did, then you deserve it basically because you're that dumb. <laughs> and believe me, there's some <laughs> dum-dums out there. They are, but that's what they bank on. Yeah. They literally bank on people just walking into that courthouse, paying that fine, and taking the slap on their wrist and leaving. Yep. And yeah, I'm like, no. Pretty fun. Any, anytime I get the little red light cameras, I always a uh, subpoena for uh, discovery. You know, it's like, all right, I'm going to need to see the maintenance records of the camera. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need to depose the guy who uh, looked at the file. You know. Yep. And then the next thing you know, we I get a little notice in-, in the mail, dismissed. <laughs> yep. We had those for like, a hot minute here in Arizona and my friend got them all the time because she's a terrible driver yeah and she had like a stack and she was like am I supposed to do anything with these and I looked through them and I was like well technically you are but also nothing ever came of it she yeah. never got extra notices she's I'm like just shred them dude because you didn't sign anything you didn't have somebody present it to you like yeah it's not a summons in any kind of way no I was like, it's like the worst thing that they're gonna it. do is they're just gonna report it on your credit Right. And that never happened. And so what ended up happening is we lost a bunch of revenue Yeah, because it costs more to operate them than people paying the fines. Yep. So they just got rid of them. Uh, but now Arizona's doing stupid stuff. Did you see what happened in Tucson? No. What happened in Tucson? Tucson Dare just I made ask? it illegal to videotape an officer. Oh, come on. You guys are supposed to be Liberty Land down there. That's what I'm saying, except uh, I will say it's Tucson. And <laughs> Tucson has one of the highest crime rates per population in the country. Yeah. And they have one of the most brutal police forces in the country. Yeah. So videotape the criminal gang that walk around in blue costumes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But no, they just made that illegal. So we'll, hopefully that doesn't yeah. permeate the rest of the state, but we'll see. Freedom of the press. Fucko. <laughs> yeah. Until you see the press getting beat up and yeah. arrested. Yeah. On their own, like, live news channel. Like, oh, I and again, know. I don't care if that's set up. I don't care if that's staged. The fact that they're even showing you that they're willing to do that is terrifying. Yeah. And, and I know MAGA-tards. It's fun to watch CNN reporters getting beat up. It is. Not going to lie. Yeah. But. But when you've got your Fox News pundits getting the same thing, what's the difference? Yeah. It should terrify everybody. And that's one of the things, though. The fact that they were frothing at the mouth and excited that CNN got arrested yeah, just speaks of what their propaganda has worked. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be us versus us, you know, regardless. No. I'm surprised how many people – it's more, I will say, more conservative normie friends are leaning towards my freedom-loving ways than my liberal friends, which you think would be the opposite. But <sighs> – yeah, it gets really difficult. I, I want to invite the lefty progressive types in because you think they would get it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like nobody's hurting anybody. Just, you know, leave yeah. them alone. Literally freedom for everybody. You do you, boo-boo, whatever yeah. you want to do. And they you just, just can't they, make me do it. Yeah, they just can't get around it. It's like, well, then you, you would you would teach your kids about Jesus. I was like, what, yeah. what does that have to do with, with anything? Right, that's my right. And then you yeah. could go teach your kids about whatever the fuck you want over there, like over right. there, away from me. But they don't get that because they want their beliefs yeah. pushed on others. Yeah. And that's just, that's the opposite <laughs> where you can see conservatives are pretty, I'm surprised at how much they're like, leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. Right. So I have my one cousin who was, she was the, if you don't like Trump, just block me kind of a person. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and she has started, she's liked all of my anarchist posts on Facebook and that's how it starts. she started liking some of my comments on stuff. Cause like the one comment I had said, like, I'd rather just call the coroner. Yeah. You know, like she liked that. And I was all, I might be converting her <laughs> little by little. And yeah. I, Cause if you can see it's fucked all around, that's all it takes. Like yeah. both sides are, aren't in it for you and never have been. Yep. And it's not me versus you. It's us versus them. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you may not even convert the person you're directly talking to. Right. Uh, I've had several of those Facebook posts. And then uh, next thing you know, get the little private message from somebody's yep. mom that was reading. Yep. It was like, well, yep. what do you mean you're an anarchist? I was yep. like, I was like, okay, well, let me explain. I was like, 
do you think that it's okay for me to hit you or take whatever's in your purse out of it without your permission? Well, no. I was like, congratulations, you're an anarchist. Yep. Because I can't do it. I can't delegate a right that I don't have to a third party to do it for me. Yep. It's that simple. Yeah. But then that's what I was so upset when at first, because I am a human, but like when they were blasting anarchists on the news, like, oh yeah, Trump coming out there, it was just like, we see you anarchists. I was like, no. Yeah, I got upset. And then I was like, no, if anything, that just uh, bolstered me because I'm like, now they scurred. Yeah. Like they know that we're a bigger chunk of people out there now speaking our minds. And it isn't just like that punk rock anarchy that they all thought it was like Molotovs and things like that. Like, no, it literally means leave me alone. Yeah. Just. Don't, don't touch me. Yeah. 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 Leave me alone. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm a little disturbed that they named Antifa a, uh, a terrorist organization because that's only a, a couple of hops away from you and I. So. Right. Well, I, since I've been in this game for a long time, I've honestly have always envisioned at some point, like either my windows are getting kicked in by a SWAT team or I'm sitting across from some, you know, matrix like, fucking agent telling me you know that here we are you're a terrorist and like i'm super stoked to just sit there with a shitty grit on my face like you mean i said enough to scare you to pull me in like that means i was doing my job right like all right so i've warned people that my celebrity impressions are terrible so now you're going to get hugo weaving as agent smith (laughs) mr anderson yes it's actually one of my favorite lines is when he says that, <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Because, like, that's what I pictured. Like, I always knew I was going to be an insurgent of some kind. I just didn't know it would be meme insurgency, you know? Yeah. But I was always ready to be that gray man, and I'd always kind of hoped I'd be, like, that little 70-year-old babushka lady that had, like, the little eatery that all the people got to have their secret meetings in the back. Yeah. i identified with her hardcore at like 13 you know like i don't want to be in the shit but i definitely want to be a part of i'll be in the shit adjacent yeah like i want to know the things and i'm gonna help you organize but i'm gonna help keep you safe because that's one thing i learned as a teen like all my i was a pretty good kid quote unquote but all my friends were like the typical angsty teen that did all the drugs and the bad things yeah but I provided the safe space for them to do it. Right. And like, I, legally, I've never been in trouble. Always kept my nose clean because I was smart. And it was like, I'd rather be able to protect people. And so that's why I liked my gray man status. Like, yep. you know, I've never been super loud politically or anything like that. Cause I wanted people to believe me too. So like now that shit is hitting the fan, I actually have a more stable voice. Yeah. You get a little bit of clout. I haven't it. been. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't been crazy from the beginning. I've just been like, Hey guys, I've been <laughs> telling you. Like, <laughs> not good (laughs) so that's all i want like i just want to help keep people safe like i come from safety mentally physically spiritually and i would like to continue doing that however i have to even if it comes in the form of like some underground railroad shit like (laughs) i'll do it yeah the thing that got me as a kid was watching the movie the great escape and they had like that x network in the in the stalag (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like every time that uh you know guards came around they had that little series of knocks and whistles and everything and everybody, you know, covered up the the hole that they were digging. And when it was like, I was like, Oh yes. (laughs) Yep. No, I'm into that. Like, and that's the kind of stuff, like whenever I tell people, they're like, well, what can I do? And I'm like, don't try to shove your political ideals down somebody's throat, make actual connections to somebody who's going to feed you a freaking sandwich when you can't go to the grocery store. Right. Like, you don't have to align perfectly with somebody ideologically. Like, you need to find people who are going to help you eat and find shelter when the system doesn't fail. Like, that's what you need. Yeah, and right now, that could just be, you know, the neighbor that you're, you know, yes. trading tomatoes for figs for, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. you, those are more important than being on the same level with somebody politically. Like because most of the people in my area are hardcore Trump lovers. Like we hosted a freaking Trump parade here in town and it was disgusting. And it made like national news. And I was just like, Ooh, and everybody's like, are you going to go? And I'm like, Big no. like no. why would I go? <laughs> like, this is terrible. Like it's the exact opposite. But like at the same time, I trust half those people to take care of me if I needed it, because right. I know what kind of a community I live in and they will take care of people regardless of your political views. And again, that's more important. Yeah, I think more people have that, like you said, like 
don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. That's a pretty common understanding. It's just they're used. I get a lot of, well, this is all we have. Yeah. Like this is the system we have. And, I was like, and I'm like, well, okay. I'm aware of that, but yeah, how, sucks. Yeah. how do you think I've lived in it so long as an anarchist? Like you find what ways that you can. And you yeah. know, like the, um, my one friend, it's, you know, Robert, like Heinlein quote, I'm going to butcher it. I don't know it, but it's like, I'll follow what laws that I deem moral and yeah, I'm willing to follow them until I don't <laughs> make all the rules you want, but I'm only going to follow what I want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I sometimes like the line, I wasn't consulted when the goddamn things were written. So yes, that's why I hate like that social contract bullshit. Oh, yeah, like so, I didn't like, sign anything at birth. Sorry. Yeah. It, and you, we're requiring babies to sign contracts now. Yeah. Right. I was like, have, have, you, ever you, heard, have you ever heard of Columbia house? They signed a whole bunch of contracts with little minors to get CDs every month. Yeah, actually, that's where I got all my first CDs was Columbia House. Yeah, that's usually like, where most people get it. <laughs> yeah, at 14. Right. And I didn't pay for none of it. Yeah. Stop sending me free CDs. I can open it and never return. <laughs> yep. Oh, and that's if you funny, take it, yeah. it's uh, you're admitting that, that you're going to pay for this. Sure. Yeah, that's funny how that worked, huh? I yeah. forgot about them. Yeah, Columbia House is no longer a thing. Yeah, no wonder. Bunch of fraudulent contracts out there. Free CDs, yeah. Like, sure, keep bringing it to me. I'm, I am a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's so funny. I was like, yeah, that social contract crap. So, have you read um, the most dangerous superstition? Uh, actually, no. Um, I've caught a whole bunch of his videos though, and he he's yeah. pretty much put this entire book out by then. So, yeah, we um, I'm in a book club, and we just finished reading that, and uh. It's it's because that's not even something I had considered. Like, you know, you knew that authority is illegitimate, but like, that's my favorite question now to people when it comes to that is like, well, who gives them the authority? Yeah. Where does that come from? Because when you do research, you know, royalty and stuff and where they thought that they think their their authority is divine. Yeah. So if, you don't, like, if you're an atheist, yeah. Yeah. If like, just because I'm not, but like, say you're an atheist. You're going to let this person tell you what to do because they think God gave them the right? Mm-hmm. Tell me how that sits with you. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, they have those things. They're called theocracies. And um, yep. have you ever been to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, right? <laughs> I was they're like, not. well, they're a very conservative kingdom. I was like, yep, sure. They view women as slightly above goats and not quite human. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want Handmaid's Tale? This is how you get Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That movie actually, I haven't, or this movie, that show. I watched one I haven't watched it. And I couldn't get yep. through it. Same. So I'm not alone. Did it scare you that much that you couldn't no, get through it? No, it wasn't. Or was it just that? It wasn't scary. Bad? It was poorly written, poorly directed, poorly acted. Oh, no. It was just like oh. everybody was like over the top. And For like, me, it was just, can't watch this. the idea was scary. So I was like, not too realistic. I don't need to put this kind of stuff in my head. I was like, like okay, all right. It's a, you know, a theocracy type dystopia future. Yeah. Okay, got it. it. Everybody's just awful. So, Right. No, but I wouldn't watch it because like it was too, when it, she's like, you know, it, I'm an American citizen. It's home. my right. And they're like, yeah, no, not anymore. And just that quickly. Because again, you're relying on a piece of paper to protect you. Well, yeah. Eh. Now you're screwed. Which is rich because the star of that show, Elizabeth Moss, is a Scientologist. I thought so. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, which is way worse than weird. Yeah. Talk about cults. And I thought Childerberg was a cult. <laughs> Childerberg. <laughs> Did you go to Childerberg? I went to the first one. I could not make the second one. I couldn't find enough shiny objects around the house to sell to make it over there. So gotcha. I had considered it, but then with the collapse of everything, I got put off. So maybe (laughs) next year. Yep. Childerberg tree. And uh, I think Jake from uh, Tasting Anarchy is going to do a Ron Paul Day thing, either in Dallas or in Austin. So going to celebrate Ron Paul's birthday. Uh, I'm a little leery (laughs) of that because I don't like hero worship. Me neither. Yeah. So, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Are we going to have cake? (laughs) I I Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Ron. He's a great guy, but. Yeah, I like birthdays too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I don't like putting people on pedestals like that either. Yeah, hero worship is gross. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're a Christian too, that's part of it. Yeah, uh, don't don't even get me started. Which Jesus? Which one was it? Um, oh my God! Yeah, I'm one of those. 
Which Jesus? Yeah. I've, I've yeah. gotten so many people with that one. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, obviously the four books were about different people. Come on. <laughs> Didn't you read them? Which Jesus? That's actually a good, like, which, which Jesus would do what? Like, is that the new, instead of what would Jesus do? <laughs> well, no, quite literally, they just got several different historical figures together for easier storytelling into one person. Makes so, sense. Yeah. So when you read the four books, they tell completely different stories. Oh. And even back in the book of Daniel, there was a Christ-like figure as well. So Interesting. So it may have been a group of people anywhere from like 20 BC to 100 AD that they were talking, they were telling a story about. Which timeline wise makes sense. Yeah. Cause I mean, the majority of the old Testament and new Testament was written in 300 AD. So that'd be like us talking about the revolutionary war and writing books about it. Right. You know, there's no original sources. It's all by mouth. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I've, I've got my problems with religion. So. That's well, doctrine. I don't like doctrine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as anything else, though, I'm a deist because we all are comprised of DNA and DNA is a code and you can't get code out of a vacuum. So. Something happened. There. Oh. I don't, I don't know what happened there. I can't claim to know. But there you go. Space dust. Sure. Panspermia. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like those topics too. All right. Well, before we get too lost in the weeds on religiosity and all, all that, I guess that's a good place to drop it for now. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you have any uh, plugs that you want to drop here? Um, I will shout out the E-Militia podcast. Please do. It's Find a great me. podcast. Even without yeah. Mel. Right. We miss her very much so, but she's still there in the wings making yep. sure that the boys and I are behaved and yes. on topic. And so, you know, you can find the e-militia on Spotify and all those other platforms. And then of course me, Miss Buckles on Instagram and Twitter. Just yep. More on Instagram than Twitter. I am. Yes. I like the platform a lot better, but yeah. Twitter is completely different. And so I do find different information and people to follow on there. That's why I like both platforms. Yeah. There you go. All right, Miss Buckles. Well, thanks for playing along. We'll uh, come at you next time. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Out. And we're clear. There we go. That Yay, was awesome. Yeah, we did it. Cool, thanks. We podcasted. Man. All right. Yay. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I will tell you, i super new to social media. Um, like, I played the Facebook game for several years because my mom made me. Because everyone does. Boomer. <laughs> yeah, I totally. But, like, and it was, now I just send my mom pictures directly. So I was like, oh, I need Facebook. But, um, I was like, she's got an I, iPhone, too. God damn it. Yeah, I got on Instagram for my side job. Yeah. And I had already had a personal page that I forgot that I had. So I was like, oh, I'll just start using this more. Well, then I followed a friend who I didn't know was like on a similar page as I was. And then just rabbit holed into the Liberty community. Yeah, there you go. And then I – so I started setting goals because like as I started interacting with people and getting followers and stuff, I was like, I want a 1,000 followers and to be on a podcast. Like just to be a guest once. Okay. <laughs> and I've like shattered those goals. Yeah, it's like you've clearly passed them. <laughs> yeah. But I was all like, oh, dang. Like I thought that would take me like years to do. And nope. it was like months. So. It happens pretty quick. <laughs> it did. It blew up fast. And that's why like I was not expecting, you know, what it was. So I'm fairly new in this game, but shit posting is shit posting. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that was one thing we didn't bring up. The shit posting what? from 4chan. Making its way into real life. Oh yeah, that's great, right? See, and they—I don't always know because I don't—I don't lurk for Chan. Uh, unfortunately, I do. So it's one of those things. I'll go into slash poll, and yeah, I saw it—the um, fourteen eighty-eight thing going around. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in case anybody doesn't know, that's that's neo-Nazi stuff. Yes. So, and, yes. Oh, oh my god. And it happened to the Biting the Bullet podcast. They they fell for it, too. Oh, no. Luke just totally read that fact out. You know, I say fact in air quotes. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> we fell for it. Well, 4chan can be sneaky like that. Yeah, they often are. Yeah, yeah often well, because, I mean, coming at, like, coming from the internet, I mean, the weirder it is, honestly, the more believable half the time, so. This is 2020. Have you not been paying attention? Fuck, <laughs> oh, man. 
That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Who knows? Like that, I'm at that point when people's like, "What do you think's gonna happen next?" Not really. So like, the I, fucking like lizard said, people are cons- gonna come out and uh, finally identify themselves. It, it yeah, might as well. Like, <laughs> I come from the conspiracy world. Like honestly, anything's on the table at this point. Like. Right. I believe all of it until it's actually happening. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like nothing can surprise me now. Yep. So unfortunately it'd be like that sometimes <laughs> that it do. Okay. Miss Buckles. Well, I appreciate you. Yes. Uh, thank you, Eric. Coming in late and everything else. So no uh, worries. Anytime, sir. And same for you. I mean, you're always welcome yeah. back. So yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you enjoy your evening. All right. You too. We'll talk to you next All time. Right. All right. Bye. Boop. All right. And there she goes, folks. Miss Buckles. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter. I'll have all those links down below in the show notes of this episode. So when you're looking at it on your little podcatcher, uh, go down to the show notes because that's where everything is at. Like Miss Buckles links to the E-Militia podcast, to her Instagram page, her Twitter page. It's all going to be down there. So you ain't got to go Google in it or DuckDuckGo it, or startpage.com it. It's all going to be down there, as well as ways that you can give back to the show. If you feel like you got something out of it, you know, hit me up. I've got uh, Patreon, Subscribestar, Float, Cash App. It's all down there. i got a Teespring store with a bunch of really cool stuff. We were talking about don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Well, guess what? I've got a hat. I've got coffee mugs. I've got T-shirts. Go take a look. It's all quality stuff. All right, guys. Anyways, that's going to do it for this time. And, uh, you know, come back next time for another episode of Rebel with a Cause. Why don't you? Oh, and before you come back next time, I better have new ratings and reviews down there. It makes me a sad ginger when I don't see that stuff. But if it's funny enough or, you know, angry enough, I'll, I'll read it out and maybe have a chuckle at your expense. Who knows? Anyways, guys, take it easy. All right, and we'll come back at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. <laughs>